You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. It's Friday, October 27th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Boy, does it feel good to be back in the American Journal studio. And tell you folks, it feels like coming home. We did a little switcheroo today. Chase Guys will be hosting the War Room. I'm with you for the next three hours. We'll open up the lines for your calls. Let me just, let me just say a, a few heartfelt words of appreciation for the American Journal crew. Maybe it's just maybe it's just because I'm used to this whole the whole setup, but. I don't know. I've just been out of sorts hosting the war room this last week. It's only been a few days. We'll be there for for two months. Like I said, I'll probably I'll probably get used to it right about the time that it's over, and we're back here. But uh, it just just feels good to be back, baby. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Looks like we may be closer to World War Three than ever before, with America conducting air raids. And uh, bombing campaigns in the Middle East. We got political news. We got military uh, activity all around the world. We've got the invasion taking place, corruption on massive scale being unveiled in the American corridors of power, and just your your average dose of bizarre nonsense to get through today. But I thought we'd begin today with a little. Little reminder as we as we go into the weekend, this Friday show, we disconnect for two days. I just want to show you a little video about how to uh, how to keep the rage down when arguing online. Let's watch. Do you find yourself arguing with strangers on the internet all the time? Have you recently eradicated an old friend or family member from your life because they keep posting wrong ideas? Ask your doctor if steel manning the other side is right for you. Steel manning the other side is the latest breakthrough in cognitive technology to help those suffering from algorithmically amplified rage and hatred. We took the tried and tested method of steel manning, where you use the strongest arguments you can think of to fight for your own point of view and then applied that same methodology to the other side's point of view as well to the people who we disagree with since i started steel manning the other side i became so much better at understanding why some people think differently to me i don't always end up agreeing with their conclusions but at least now i can empathize with why they're acting this way hey aunt sally yeah I know, it's been a while, (laughs) yes. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say, I've been thinking about it, and I realise you might not be Satan incarnate after all. Yeah. Our natural tendency to fall into ideological tribalism is currently being exploited for profit by vast media corporations. And that is why we're seeing this epidemic of R that we're seeing today. So talk to your doctor about how steel manning the other side could help you. Because life doesn't have to be this way. Steel manning the other side is safe to be used by anyone regardless of age, gender, or political comorbidities. Side effects include, but are not limited to, reduced blood pressure, clearer thinking, a more diverse friend group, a longer attention span, happier family gatherings, more time for physical activity, greater empathy, increased focus, a deeper understanding of the world, and better informed decisions. 
Steel Manning, the other side. Who's that? Who's that produced by? I want to give credit to that. To that Some woman. lady. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure her credit on the other side. We'll figure it out on the other side. That's when we'll also oh, do, of Liv, course, Liv Bowery. Liv Bowery, B O E R E E. What a lady! Twitter and YouTube. What a lady indeed. That's what we need more of. I did an interview with uh, Connect to the Dots yesterday. That'll uh, air on uh, Sunday. And he was giving me way too much credit for, like, getting him to start his show. And uh, I'm so glad when anybody takes our advice and actually goes out and starts to make something of their own. You know what? Not everybody has to comment. Not everybody has to, you know, sit around and do what we do. Skits like that are what we need. Funny things are what we need. Cool things are what we need. We don't need a million talking heads, but uh, we do need entertainment that actually reflects reality, and that's what that is. We'll do your Daily Dispatch on the other side, folks. Stay with us. It's Friday, October 27th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, Infowars.com, band.video is where you go to share these links, share the show, comment, Take down the video, put it up on your own channel, whatever you have to do to get the word out. We are on the cusp of catastrophe, but we can rescue humanity. We just wake up enough people not to fall for the lies that are inevitably leading us towards World War III. We have lots to talk about today, so let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. I miss saying that. Here it is, folks. Your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 27th of October, 2023. Israel conducts second ground raid into northern Gaza with air support. The Israeli army, backed by fighter jets and drones, has carried out a second limited ground raid into Gaza in as many days and struck targets on the outskirts of Gaza City, according to its military, as it prepares for a widely expected ground invasion. The Israeli military said on Friday the ground forces entered Gaza overnight and struck dozens of Hamas targets during its raid in the Sujayaya area or something. It said aircraft and artillery bombed targets in the neighborhood on the outskirts of Gaza City and its soldiers exited the territory after several hours without suffering any casualties. They say the raid began yesterday in broad daylight. It ended successfully in the hours of the morning, the Israeli army spokesperson said. Black and white footage released by the Israeli army showed a column of armored vehicles as thick as a thick cloud of dust billowed into the sky after strikes. Later on Friday, Hamas's military wing said Israeli forces at dawn attempted to carry out a landing operation at the Rafah beach in southern Gaza Strip saying, quote, the attempt was discovered by our fighters and they confronted it and clashed with the enemy. This required the intervention of the Zionist Israeli Air Force, which saved the force, so it fled it towards the sea, leaving behind a quantity of ammunition, the Qassam brigades said in a telegram post. The Israeli army had conducted another ground operation using tanks tanks and infantry overnight on Thursday in the northern part of the Palestinian territory. It said the ground forces battled fighters and struck anti-tank missile firing positions in an operation that lasted hours. So we're seeing this tentative probing of the Israeli army into Gaza. Meanwhile, U.S. uh, US bombs Iranian proxy forces in Syria hours after Iran foreign minister threatens U.S. on U.S. soil in United Nations speech. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin announced Thursday night that the U.S. launched attacks on two bases in Syria used by Iranian 
proxy forces to attack American troops based in Syria and Iraq. U.S. troops have been attacked several times this month in Iraq and Syria. The question is, why'd they put their country so close to our military bases? Don't you know, do we get to do anything we, we want everywhere? Until this evening, those attacks had gone unanswered by the Biden administration. About two dozen troops had been injured in the attacks. A contractor died from a heart attack during one assault. The U.S. strikes come just hours after Iranian Foreign Minister Hossein Amir Abodaliahayan threatened the United States in English over the Hamas-Israel war in a speech given at the United Nations in New York City. I believe we showed the video yesterday on the war room of, or maybe we didn't, but there's a there's a video of John Kirby taking questions at a press conference yesterday where the press is like goading him on to war, being like, ah, oh, you said you'd attack, but, uh, but you haven't yet. You scared? You chicken? You're not going to start World War III? Bark, bark, bark. Right, like it's the press in this country and the media, when it comes to war, their role is not to ask questions. Their role is to not provide oversight, make sure that things that our politicians and, and military leadership are telling us are reflective of the truth. They've taken it upon themselves to goad the military into intervention and warlike actions, uh, regardless of the actual national uh, purpose of any of this and so they're doing it i have to admit i i I didn't really expect that i mean this is like you know the dominoes that we've described of israel entering gaza and then hezbollah getting involved then america getting involved against hezbollah and then iran getting involved uh, against uh, america and defense of hezbollah and then syria like that line of dominoes it's almost like the military industrial complex has just skipped the first couple steps and they've just gotten involved right away. Like I, I always underestimate the bravado and you know suicidal warmongering of our leadership. They've outfoxed me yet again. <laughs> just made the mistake of of thinking that they might have some human instinct to avoid total conflagration, total uh, war, world war, but. Uh, no, it looks like we're diving headlong into it. So isn't that nice? More from the Middle East later in the show. Meanwhile, FBI purged sources who were on to Biden corruption. We spent a while on this yesterday on the war room. But to give you the rundown, FBI and its Foreign Influence Task Force purged sources who were on to Biden corruption. The House, uh, they say, needs to do more to question the personnel Grassley identified. So Chuck Grassley basically revealed that it wasn't just the FBI headquarters but rather various fbi field offices throughout the country all had collected dozens and dozens of examples and and proof and evidence of biden corruption that they completely ignored they say the fbi's foreign influence task force used a sham assessment opened by fbi headquarters to cull reporting from confidential human sources throughout the country related to the biden family and then falsely brand the intelligence as foreign disinformation Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa revealed Wednesday, the explosive news suggests the DOJ and FBI's Biden Family Protection Program encompassed many more players than previously known, but it's not the but it is the involvement of the Foreign Influence Task Force that demands immediate response from the House, namely the launching of an impeachment inquiry of FBI Director Christopher Wray, under whose watch the task force abused its power and interfered in a presidential election. So they basically just did with 
evidence of uh, Biden corruption, what they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. They falsely and like they knowingly lied about the source of it, claiming it was foreign information in order to ignore and conceal it. And they want to uh, start an inquiry of, of impeachment against FBI Director Christopher Wray. This is comes simultaneously with new revelations about just how illegally the FBI targeted Donald Trump, who had not committed a crime, and there had been not no evidence of wrongdoing for him and his family. So I, I don't know if impeachment is enough. I, I think we might be dealing with uh, like a form of seditious treason here from the federal law enforcement agency. So maybe uh, old Chris Ray having to get some sort of professorship at Harvard for $10 million a year isn't the appropriate punishment for this type of thing. Maybe the actual election interfere, interference runners at the FBI and the people who've actually carried out a coup against the duly elected authorities in this country, maybe they should be treated like January 6th prisoners and put in solitary confinement, uh, confinement for the next three years while we uh, get things in order to, to charge them. Maybe they need to uh, sleep for the next 33 months on concrete without a blanket with bright fluorescent lights shining 24-7, uh, you know, until we can get, get the case in order, of course. I, I don't Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. Meanwhile, the Robert... Kennedy Jr. campaign has reported that an intruder was arrested twice Wednesday at RFK Jr.'s home. Yeah, twice. So an intruder was arrested after he climbed a fence at the residence of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He was arrested, detained, turned over to the LAPD, then was released and immediately returned to the residence and was arrested again. The candidate was at home at the time of both arrests, showing you just how Seriously, they're taking security for this presidential candidate. Meanwhile, from national polls, ex-Trump chief of staff, uh, ex-Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows blasts wire wearing FBI informant claims as ridiculous. This is a claim we covered yesterday that he'd been wearing a wire in meetings with Trump. He says that's totally ridiculous. Which, you know, is it, though? But is it, though? I mean, you did sort of stab him in the back, right? You, you did sort of give him information to destroy your boss. Oh, you just didn't wear the wire, okay? Oh, oh our mistake. Oh, sorry. We'll be right back. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamins C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health 
health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most powerful InfoWars Life Formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com you're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have a lot to talk about today. And yes, a lot of it has to do with Israel and Gaza, of course. It appears as though America is getting involved in this thing in a full-fledged way. Just asking for trouble. I'm telling you folks, our power would be much, much better spent trying to bring about a peaceful resolution of this conflict. Instead, we are launching attacks against Iranian military assets in Syria. Yet another example of a war that we've just sort of been in already. There was never a vote on this. There was never a debate, obviously. I don't even know the last time America actually declared war. I don't even know if the you know, authorization for the use of force... I, I, did we vote on going to Iraq? We did vote on going to Iraq, right? For some reason, I... I feel like we haven't actually declared war since like World War II or something. But I guess I guess we declared war against Iraq way back when. And ever since then, it's just sort of been an assumed thing, you know, whether it's Ukraine or Syria or Libya or Nigeria or just anywhere else, Niger, that we decide to get involved. So a key component of the U.S. government has been taken out of the equation. They don't even pretend that this somehow can be couched under the war on terror. After all, what does uh, war against Russia have to do with the war on terror? Last formal declaration of war during World War II. So it really was, huh? <laughs> uh, we've been screwed for so long, folks. It's really kind of, kind of painful. So here's the latest from Israel, Israel Palestine uh, Live from MideastEye.net. Gaza enters critical hours amid fuel shortage 
At least 7,326 Palestinians, including 3,038 children, have been killed in Israeli strikes in Gaza since the 7th of October, the Palestinian Health Ministry said on Friday. An additional 110 people, including 30 children, have been killed in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem. 110 people, 30 children killed in a place that doesn't even, I mean, Hamas doesn't even operate. It's kind of odd. At least one rocket fired from Gaza hit a building in Tel Aviv on Friday, wounding three people, Israeli media have said. Hamas claimed responsibility for the attack, which appeared directly to hit, uh, to directly hit a residential building. I think we actually have a video of that massive rocket attack against Tel Aviv here. Clip number 19, you can uh, see the missiles from, supposedly from Gaza, uh, being intercepted by the Iron Dome. We can go to that now. And it really is a spectacle. It really is something to behold. Really incredible, the technology they have to uh, protect themselves. Apparently one of them got through, hit a building in a... Injured three people. Israeli emergency services said one person was moderately wounded and three others suffered light injuries. Rallies have been held in across the West Bank, Arab capitals, in solidarity with Gaza. Protesters against different Arab and Palestinian cities took the streets for the third consecutive Friday in solidarity with Gaza. A demonstration took place in the Jordanian capital of Amman, where crowds called for the closure of the Israeli embassy. It's also Israel's not having the easiest time in the U.N., They're a bit outnumbered, like massively outnumbered. Mario Nafal reports on America's involvement in this. Significant escalation in terms of rhetoric by the U.S. Statement by Jennifer Griffith on the Pentagon press conference regarding the U.S. strikes in Syria. America has claimed to know in certain terms that Iran is responsible for the attacks launched by groups linked to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and have in turn launched uh, attacks against various forces in Syria backed up by Iran. In fact, we had that Fox News, or I think maybe it was a Gateway Pundit article, but it had the image from Fox News where they show the map of all of the attacks that have taken place. I don't know if we can find that. We showed it during the Daily Dispatch. Uh, perhaps on that Gateway Pundit article, U.S. bombs Iranian proxy forces in Syria hours after Iranian foreign minister threatens U.S. on U.S. soil in United Nations speech. The uh, yeah, here you can see all of the various air bases where uh, American soldiers are still housed and where they've launched attacks. Troops in the Mideast have been attacked, attacked 14 times. 24 Americans having been injured in this. But I also want to make it very clear that it, ha- it hasn't even really gotten started, folks. The attacks that we've been under, that our forces, whether it's the ships in the, off the coast of uh, Yemen or the bases in Syria and Iraq, they've come under attack from like little tiny homemade drones from the Houthi rebels or, you know, Syrian rebels or Syrian groups, militias. But we have not gone head-to-head or toe-to-toe with Iran yet. And God willing, we won't anytime soon. Coincidentally, 
Iran is holding very large-scale military exercises called Ektadar 1402. We can go here to clip 11. Just give you a little taste of what Iran is capable of and just imagine all of the weapons and the vehicles and the military attributes you're about to see being unleashed in a full force coordinated way against the bases that we have in the Middle East that already have shown themselves to be difficult to defend against very, very, very small scale attacks. Here's what Iran is uh, capable of. Let's watch. Extremely advanced tanks. ایسار، سلابت و توان رزمی یگانهای حجومی و دفاعی نیروی زمینی ارتش و قدرت دفاعی نیروی زمینی ارتش So again, we have this idea as Americans that we can kind of just do whatever we want around the world. I just I wonder how many young American men are going to have to pay with their lives for the arrogance of the Amer- Amer- arrogance of the American military and the continuation of the brutal and genocidal assault against Gaza. It is continuing. There has been another sort of abortive attempt of raiding Gaza. Various claims about this. We read one previously where Israel said, yes, we went in, had a very successful operation and got out. According to the people in Gaza, it may not have gone that well for Israel. I'll tell you about that on the other side. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Hi, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, America is ramping up its involvement in the Middle East war, although 
so much of what we do. It seems like our leadership wants to have their cake and eat it too. I don't know, maybe this is psychological warfare from these people, but I don't get it. Uh, Lloyd Austin made a statement on the U.S. strikes in eastern Syria. And uh, maybe we should grab the video of uh, John Kirby yesterday when he's answering questions. Where's the woman like, you know, Biden said that if the American forces came under attack from Iran or Iran-backed forces, that there would be hell to pay. Uh, they've attacked. What's going to be the punishment? Sort of prodding them to make a commitment to attack Iran. And John Kirby comes out very forcefully saying, oh, they'll regret it. Oh, we'll make them regret it. We will confront them, but we won't telegraph when or where. Our vengeance will be heard. Then they attack some groups in eastern Syria and put out a statement that says, quote, The United States does not seek conflict and has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. But these Iran-back attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must stop. Iran wants to hide its hand and deny its role in these attacks against our forces. We will not let them. If attacks by Iran proxies against U.S. forces continue, we will not hesitate to take further necessary measures to protect our people. Oh, will you remove them from the Middle East? No? Oh, you're keeping them in harm's way. Okay, great. These narrowly tailored strikes, he says, in self-defense were intended solely to protect and defend U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. They're separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas and do not constitute a shift in our approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. We continue to urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, Great then. So you're escalating it into a broader regional conflict, but you don't want anybody else to escalate this into a broader regional conflict. It's all all in self-defense. Like I said, I mean, why'd they put their countries so close to our military bases? Sounds like that's their fault. And, you know, like maybe some of this would make sense if it weren't for the 20 plus year crusade that our military industrial complex has been on to get into war with Iran. I mean, I saw not a few people yesterday saying, well, Lindsey Graham must be cracking a bottle of champagne right now. Celebrating. Decades for decades, they've worked systematically pushed for every pressure point they can to try to bring about direct confrontation with Iran. And it looks like they finally might be getting it. Isn't that incredible? The Iran FM in the UN General Assembly speech says Hamas has voiced their readiness to hand over all the civilian hostages to Iran who would then negotiate along with Qatar and Turkey to release them in exchange for the release of 6,000 terrorists in Israeli jail cells. Senator Rick Scott called on Joe Biden to revoke the visa for Amir Abdullahian, if I'm pronouncing that right, and kick him out of the country for his threatening remarks, saying, revoke his visa now. He's not welcome in America. The United States cannot tolerate threats to our nation from terror sponsors. 
I mean, it's just like you, you funded ISIS. So, like, what are you talking about? Like, how do any of these people take themselves seriously? How do they expect us to take them seriously? People in the United States government have been the greatest sponsors of terror in the Middle East for the last three decades. So just spare us with your holier-than-thou rhetoric, this act like you're in some sort of righteous defensive posture. When, again, we have been on the offense in the Middle East pretty much nonstop since I was 12 years old. So shut up. Just shut up. Stop pushing us towards war. Stop embroiling us in this nonsensical, suicidal, idiotic conflict between two desert tribes who each want to genocide the other. But our genocide's good. Pentagon confirms in just two days, 21 U.S. troops injured by drone attacks in Iraq and Syria. Pentagon announced on Wednesday that 21 U.S. soldiers sustained injuries and drone attacks on American bases in Iraq and Syria in just two days last week. 21 U.S. personnel received minor injuries due to drone attacks at Al-Assad Air Base Iraq and Al-Tamf Garrison in Syria. Pentagon Press Secretary Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder said in a statement, Ryder confirmed that all service members returned to their bases, uh, returned to their duties, but also noted that some cases can, uh, some injuries can take a while to manifest themselves. U.S. fighter jets strike Iran-linked sites in Syria in retaliation for attacks on U.S. troops. U.S. fighter jets launched airstrikes early Friday on two locations in eastern Syria, linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps, the Pentagon said, in retaliation for a slew of drone and missile attacks against U.S. bases and personnel in the region that began early last week. The U.S. US strikes reflect the Biden administration's determination to maintain a delicate balance. The U.S. wants to hit Iran-backed groups suspected of targeting the U.S. as strongly as possible to deter future aggression, possibly fueled by Israel, (laughs) possibly fueled by Israel's war against Hamas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it was something else. I don't, we don't know. We're just not sure. We're also working to inflame the region, uh, to avoid flaming the region and provoking a wider conflict. According to a senior U.S. military official, the precision strikes were carried out near Bokamal by two F-16 fighter jets, and they struck weapons and ammunition storage areas that were connected to the IRGC. The official said there had been Iran aligned militia and IRGC personnel on the base and no civilians, but the U.S. does not have any information yet on casualties or assessment of damage. The official would not say how many munitions were launched by the F-16s. So we're just, we're saying it. I mean, this is, this is what they'll read about in history books, the ramping up, the slowly unspooling of peace as World War III begins in earnest. And, of course, this coincides with uh, attacks on Gaza City as Israel strikes Gaza City outskirts in second ground raid. uh, Israel's military force on Thursday said its forces, backed by fighter jets and drones, carried out another ground raid into Gaza Strip. The action was targeted uh, at suspected Hamas positions on the outskirts of Gaza City, the military said. They also said the action was carried out in order to prepare the battlefield ahead of a widely expected ground invasion. Very soon, very soon, they'll launch that ground offensive into Gaza. They've already made two sort of abortive attempts to launch an invasion of Gaza, whether these were intended to be uh, larger events that were beaten back by Hamas, who have not actually been damaged very much by the bombing that's been carried out, killing 7,000 civilians, 3,000 children, uh, the actual fighters, in the military groups in Gaza, 
more or less untouched and still very well prepared to confront and uh, beat back any Israeli invasion. But they are running short on fuel, as uh, Wall Street Journal reports. Gaza hospital shelters cut back on services as fuel runs short. As Gaza runs out of fuel to power its generators, hospitals, and the besieged Palestinian enclave, they fear they may have to turn patients away and unplug life-saving machines. Shelters housing tens of thousands of families are switching off the lights. Bakeries are shutting down. Situation is getting worse day by day, hour by hour. It's already been three weeks of this unrelenting siege and bombing campaign, multiple attempts to negotiate some sort of ceasefire or some sort of passage of humanitarian aid into the area uh, have been met with total obstinence by the Israeli authorities. Again, they've hardly done anything to actually damage the military fighting power of Hamas, which is their supposed intention behind all of this. But in reality, it's a war of ethnic cleansing. And it's not going to stop until either everyone in Gaza is dead or someone like America stops Israel from their murderous campaign. We'll be back to talk more about it. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book. Part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Chase Geyser's taking over for me on the war room. Then we'll be back to 
to the back to the first switch. I'll be hosting War Room again on Monday. We do a little switcheroo today. I thank you so much for being here with us. We are going to continue to cover what's going on in Israel and Gaza here for the next few segments. We also have the mass shooting in Maine. Robert Card, the suspect, still has not been apprehended. We'll talk a little bit about that and the way it's been instantly and ridiculously politicized by the left. As you almost can't blame them. I mean, it's like one of the only instances of, of horrific, murderous crime for which they aren't directly responsible. So I guess you got you to gotta make of it what you will while you can. We'll get into some of the uh, corruption as well. Yesterday on The War Room, it's been a good two and a half hours going through the latest revelations about the corruption of the FBI and the misuse of the DOJ and, and justice system throughout this country. So if you want to find reporting on that, you can go check out The War Room from yesterday. I do want to remind you that InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support us here. It's the only place that we get funding. This true free speech platform. We make it easy for you to support us. You're getting up to 60% off our top selling products. They massive sale right now. Brainforce Ultra, 60% off. That's the liquid tincture form of Brainforce. If you liked Brainforce Plus in the capsule form, you will love Brainforce Ultra, especially in that with the dropper and the liquid form, you can really tailor it to exactly what you need when you need it. 60% off Rainforest Ultra. Immune support is 50% off. Organic greens fiber is 50% off as well. Vitamin D3 gummies, down and out sleep support, one of my favorites. Whole foods multivitamin and super female vitality, all of those are 40% off. This is really like a, I mean, Brainforce Ultra, Vitamin D3 gummies and down and out are three of probably my top five favorite products at InfoWars store. So if you want to get those now, massive savings, InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. Keep yourself healthy. Keep the truth flowing here at InfoWars. Now, there's lots of, lots of angles to approach what's going on at, uh, in Israel and Gaza and the effect it's having here in America. And the way this is playing into the fraction lines upon which World War III will be fought. Moscow hosts Hamas delegation in Iran's deputy FM, prompting Israeli outrage. This is from Times of Israel. As terror group leader Abu Marzouk meets with Putin's Middle East envoy Bogdanov in Moscow, Jerusalem brand's invitation as obscene calls for immediate expulsion of Hamas officials. Uh, Israel sure does love calling for things, don't they? <laughs> the UN president is like, look, it's bad on both sides. And they're just like, we call on him to resign. Russia's like, we are going to host a delegation from Gaza. We call on you to expel them. It's like, all right. No, we get it. You're the only ones who get to have a voice. You're the only ones that get to say your side. You're the only ones that deserve uh, the respect and humanity of a population. Uh, anybody that deals with your uh, the victims in this massacre you're carrying out, uh, you're, you're making very strident demands of them. I, for one, am glad Russia is ignoring those demands. 
The Hamas delegation was led by Masu, uh, Masa Abu Marzuk, head of the terror group's international relation office. It also includes Basim Naim, the former Hamas health minister in Gaza and the organization's representative in Moscow, a Hamas statement said. The stated goal of the visit was to discuss the ongoing war with Israel and ways to stop Zionist crimes supported by the United States and the West. The Hamas delegation also praised the position of President, Russian President Vladimir Putin and the efforts of Russian diplomacy. Bogdanov, who is also Putin's special envoy to the Middle East, repeatedly expressed Russia's support for the rights of the Palestinian people and spoke of his country's efforts to achieve a ceasefire and open humanitarian corridors in Gaza. Well, sounds like terrorists, if you ask me. A ceasefire? Humanitarian corridors? Yeah, right. Death and destruction. That's what the, us reasonable Christian people want. Satellite photos showing the utter and complete destruction of northern Gaza have been released. Clip number 15, stories at CNN, before and after satellites show Gaza destruction. Israel has been at war with Hamas since October 7th. If only they can find them. I mean, they're at war with, you know, whatever. Uh, Whatever's around there. You can see these satellite photos. Uh, Blocks of apartments reduced to rubble, entire neighborhoods. You know, as if... um, As if there's just like an ant pile that somebody's run up and kicked. Just utterly and completely devastated. In response to the attacks on Israel on October 7th, that, I remind you, Israel, basically, it's been revealed now, completely allowed to happen on purpose. They were warned by the Egypt intelligence agencies. They were warned by American intelligence agencies. They withheld activating the army for seven hours while the massacre went on. And the reports from the survivors of the massacre say that the vast majority of people killed were killed by uh, the IDF. So that's kind of awkward. But of course, those were the orders the IDF was given. They were sent in and just told, kill everything, kill them all. Whether or not they knew that that meant also killing the dozens and dozens of hostages that were being held. Well, that's what they did, so. And now uh, Gaza and the 2.3 million innocent people who had nothing to do with the attacks on October 7th, have paid the price. This, of course, has galvanized resistance against Israel and caused outrage and fury across the world. For some reason, here in America, we seem to be the only ones not outraged and horrified by what Israel is doing. What can explain this? What could it be about America that makes us the only population in the world, pretty much, that is cheering on Israel. I mean, every UN resolution, whether it's one by Brazil or Russia, has had unanimous support except for America. America has vetoed these unilaterally. And the question is why? Well, I got a couple videos that help explain this. I think we'll start with clip number three here. This is Benjamin Netanyahu, who, of course, for the most time resides in the, in the corner of this studio. Good evening, sir. Here is uh, old Bibi announcing the ground invasion of Gaza is imminent and invoking a biblical prophecy, I think mostly for the effect and uh, purpose of Swaying the American evangelical class. Let's go now to clip number three. 
Our war against Hamas is a test for all of humanity. It is a struggle between the axis of evil of Iran, Hezbollah, and Hamas, and the axis of freedom and progress. We are the people of the light. They are the people of darkness, and light shall triumph over darkness. Citizens of Israel, October 7th was a very dark and black day in our history. We will fully investigate what had happened at our southern border, the border with Gaza. Everybody will have to provide answers, myself included, but all that will happen only after the war. As a prime minister, I'm responsible for guaranteeing the future of this country, and now my role is to lead all Israelis, the state of Israel and the people of Israel, to an overpowering victory. It is now a time to come together for one purpose, to storm ahead to achieve victory. In joint with joint forces and a profound belief in our justness, a profound belief in the eternity of the Jewish people, we shall realize the prophecy of Isaiah. There will no longer be stealing at your borders and your gates will be of glory. Together we will fight. Together we will win. Realizing the prophet of Isaiah. And if claims about glory of Israel. Yeah, the, the glory of Israel. If claims about the axis of evil seem familiar to you, maybe because we're literally doing the same thing we did in 2003. I'm going to show you a video on the other side. We'll bring this back to 2003. Another video from more recently. We're just going to talk a little bit. Yeah, but a very serious and, and long overdue conversation with the American people by using ancient biblical prophecy to decide your foreign policy. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new, faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Right, folks, welcome back to the second hour. We, we aren't going to spend the whole show on uh, Israel-Gaza here, but there are a few important things to note, and we'll do that as uh, quickly as possible. I have a series of quotes from Dr. Uh, Shiva Ayadure. He's, of course, verified on Twitter, and he posted a series of quotes from Israeli politicians I haven't been able to confirm all of them, but those I've looked up, uh, I have been able to confirm uh, two or three of the six that he posts, or seven that he posts. 
So I'm going to assume the other ones are also correct. It's not been community noted, and it's been up for three days. So I think we can go ahead and assume that these are basically true. He says, within the last 24 hours, the Zionist hoodlums of Israel have dropped all their masks to reveal who they are. They're fully committed to genocide. Read their words in black and white. Daniel Hagari, the Israeli army spokesperson, says, quote, we're dropping hundreds of tons on, of bombs on Gaza. The focus is on destruction, not accuracy. Uh, Ariel Kalner, Israel politician of Likud, says, quote, now there's only one goal, Nakba, a Nakba in Gaza that will dwarf the Nakba of 1948. That, of course, was the expulsion of the Palestinians, a massive ethnic cleansing campaign uh, that left tens, if not hundreds of thousands uh, dead and homeless. Ezra Yachin, Israel Army veteran, says, quote, wipe out their families, their mothers and their children. These animals must not be allowed to live any longer. Uh, Tali Gottlieb, an Israeli politician of the Likud party, says Jericho missile, doomsday weapon, that's my opinion, powerful rockets to be fired without borders, Gaza to be smashed and razed to the ground without mercy. The Israeli president Herzog says, quote, it is an entire nation who are responsible. This rhetoric about civilians not being involved is absolutely untrue. We will fight until we break their backs. And Maya Golan, uh, Israeli minister of women's affairs, says, quote, I want to tell the world what they have long known about me in Israel. I don't care about Gaza. I literally don't care about Gaza. They can go swimming in the sea. And, of course, they're making good on their word, as we saw the before and after satellite images showing Gaza destruction. How do you reduce people to... Uh, this level of uh, barbarism and bloodlust, well, you dehumanize your opponents, and that's exactly what the Israeli citizenry is contributing to in this trick TikTok trend of Israelis mocking Palestinians who have been killed by the thousands, including 3,000 children. Uh, here is um, our greatest allies in Israel uh, mocking the victims of their relentless three-week-long airstrike campaign. Showing off they have electricity and water, and uh, that was just one compilation. There's actually a lot more out there if you want to find them. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty brutal, pretty horrific, pretty uncaring and inhuman. Also, if you think about it, you know, China is involved to some degree to amplifying this trend, right? China is okay with doing it. Right, yeah, think about it, because TikTok is owned by Tencent, right, Tencent? You know, there's been... been, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff pushing the other way of people saying, you know, without TikTok, I would have no idea what's going on in Gaza. People pointing to TikTok as a great source of like some of the videos of destruction and stuff. So, you know, I don't know which which way TikTok goes with this. But I, I would say that the end result, right, they're not looking for one. So they're not playing sides one side or the other. If both sides are looking to kind of enrage or, you know, garnish support for a war, right? That could suck the United States into a bad position, right? Or it could get U.S. support, which would mean, you know, we're further depleting our munitions, our, you know, military aid that's kind of waning. And yeah, um, that, and that's what, that's what Vivek Ramaswamy uh, said that I thought was a, a good point, that China and Russia uh, are fine with Ukraine and what's happening in Gaza going on right. for as long as possible because we're arming both of these groups. We already... It's already going to take years to make up the, you know, lack of ammunition that we have because of our participation in these conflicts. And so, yeah, our enemies are uh, fine with waiting us out, just waiting for us to waste all of our goodwill and money and ammunition 
on these wars that have nothing to do with us. So when it comes time to place us under attack, we'll be utterly defenseless. And that's what we're doing purposefully. Yeah, that's so, you know, I, yeah, I guess TikTok's not playing aside. They're just uh, letting the hate flow. True sin. Not nice. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Check now of American Journal is on. Do a little, a little compare and contrast here, and then we'll get back to the topic of the, uh, basically the cult that's taken over America and is driving us towards some sort of apocalyptic fulfillment of ancient and much disagreed upon prophecy. I think first we'll we'll do a little compare and contrast. We'll go here to clip number 22. It's a nice little compilation of uh, war-torn and terrified Tel Aviv. It's very similar to videos that we saw out of Ukraine. Once again, hundreds of billions of American dollars going towards supporting these countries who, outside of the areas that are being continuously and relentlessly bombed, uh, seem to be doing fine, actually. Let's go now to clip number 22. In my frustration last night, um, after seeing the hundredth child blown to bits in Palestine, I decided to check out the location tag of Tel Aviv on Instagram just to see what the people of Israel were dealing with. Um, and the results were quite telling. As you can see, they're hanging out, they're taking selfies, they're ordering sushi. Um, this is a photo from the beach. They're having little performances in boutique hotels. I was genuinely shocked by what I saw. And you can go look too. Go look at Tel Aviv's location right now. Um, and watch all the stories of people. It's really, really shocking to see it in comparison with what is coming out on the ground from Gaza, 40 miles away. And, you know, people will have you thinking that this is a war uh, between two equal parties, but this is, this is colonialism. You're looking at it right now. Everyone seems to be having a great time while there's a genocide happening 40 miles away from them. Yeah, they need $100 billion of our money. That's what they need. I mean, it really is just, it's it's mind-blowing this is happening. And so... Like I keep getting comments on, on Twitter. Uh, it's just the conversation around this is so absurd and ridiculous and, and yeah, just nonsensical. How can you possibly make the argument that the humanitarian side to take is Israel? I just it, it makes no sense. This is not self-defense. Killing 3,000 children by dropping bombs on them from airplanes while the, the people that you're bombing have no electricity and no water and no food and no fuel. 
I'm I'm just baffled that we even have to explain this. Utterly and completely baffled. And I worry about the uh, reasoning faculties of people talking about this. I tried to explain this a little bit on on Twitter, but I think it was, uh, I'm not sure how uh, effectively I got this across. It was a post from somebody that I'm, I'm actually kind of a big fan of, uh, Gad Sad. Wrote a little, a little diatribe that makes a lot of sense if you leave out one glaring major aspect of the conflict. So Gad Sad on, on Twitter says this. I've often explained that many phenomena involve only three possible outcomes. For example, on any given day, your weight can either increase, stay exactly the same, or decrease. There's no other possibilities. Now, on October 7th, 2023, 1,400-plus innocent Israelis were slaughtered and raped in astoundingly brutal ways. Many of the victims were children, womenly, the elderly, etc. Now, you would think that this is one reality that would absolutely unite all decent people in their collective revulsion. Hence, the subs- hence subsequent to the October 7th massacre of 1,400-plus innocent Jews, the world would either see an increase in Jew hatred, no change in Jew hatred, or a decrease in Jew hatred. Based on all that we've seen, there's been a marked increase of Jew hatred when 1,400-plus Jews were massacred. That's what genocidal Jew hatred looks like. Jews not have the right to be dignified even in their deaths. Even their slaughter needs to be sullied. Jew hatred is a stain on the human spirit. It is all-consuming, eternal, hysterical, diabolical. This does not mean there isn't hatred targeting other groups, but there's no greater cancer of the human spirit than Jew hatred. There's no hatred that is more self-definitional than Jew hatred. There's no hatred on which people organize their entire societies than Jew hatred. Never again is happening again. Which would make a lot of sense if Israel didn't start a three-week relentless bombing campaign that's killed 7,000 innocent Gazans. Right? You leave that little d- detail out. And you're right. It would be crazy. I mean, I, I, and I agree. We're seeing a lot of anti-Semitism. We have this story here. Cooper Union barricades Jewish students inside library as pro-Palestinian protesters bang on doors. We've seen Muslims killed. We've seen Jews killed. There's been a lot of uh, vicious back and forth random attacks on the anger you know, inspired by all of this. And again, the logic makes perfect sense. If you leave out Israel's actions. Because the way that Mr. Sad is uh, portraying this is Jews get attacked and then Jew hatred increases. And if those were the two events that happened, right, if, if there, 1,400 people were attacked in Israel and then there were just massive marches around the world of people going, yeah, you deserve it and we hate you more now and, you know. Yeah, that would be, the only thing that would explain that would be some sort of anti-Semitic madness being shared by populations. It'd be the revelation of like deeply held, barely contained hatred of Jews that that erupts with the celebration of, of the death of Jews. Like, yeah, that's that's absurd. And in some of these, you know, all-consuming, eternal, hysterical, diabolical, that would make a lot of sense. But when fourteen hundred plus Jews were killed in Israel. By Hamas, I was on your side. Everybody, as far as I know, was firmly on your side. Nobody blamed the victims at that point. Nobody came out 
and and you know started like there wasn't an increase of Jew hatred. They they moved on from anti-Semitism. Doesn't have the same bite that it had before. So now it's now it's Jew hatred. Just like now, racism is being replaced with anti-blackness. It's just a process of of uh, rhetorical evolution we're going through. Yeah, if if those were the two events, you would have to come up with some sort of diabolical, hysterical madness to explain it. But in between those two events is the relentless bombing of Gaza, is the death of 7,000 people, is the bombing of hospitals and schools and journalists and UN workers and its politicians and, and the head of the army saying we're going to treat these people like animals, uh, we're going to starve them out, we're going to you know, annihilate them completely. So like, I really have to wonder, like, did he forget about that? Does that not enter into the equation? And so I'm going to say that, you know, Israel, well, it is to say that Israel isn't right because I just, obviously they're wrong to do this. Obviously this is totally out of bounds in terms of a, an appropriate, equal and opposite response to, to what they went through. But it's not like he's justifying it. He's completely ignoring it. And so he's portraying it as Jews get attacked, Jew hatred goes up. This must be this madness, this hysterical, diabolical, anti-Jew hatred uh, just, just manifesting itself, which is almost like a spiritual cancer, a sickness. It would be, except everybody was on your side when Hamas attacked because the innocent victims didn't deserve to be assaulted like that. But then when you see the actually hysterical, diabolical reaction from Israel and the unsympathetic death of thousands and thousands of children cheered on, then we have an issue. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Colloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. 
But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not the bad. Welcome back, folks. We're going to try to finish up the uh, Israeli coverage here in the next segment or two. And we'll move on to some of the other news topics from today. I don't know. Did I make my point about Gad Sad? Do I need to, to reemphasize what I was saying? To me, it's like it's like there's a there's a there's a scene in The Sopranos. You got you got two rival mob families, right? The Sopranos and the Lupertazis. And there's uh, one scene where one of the Lupertazi soldiers basically like sexually harasses Tony Soprano's daughter. It goes up to her in a restaurant. He like makes inappropriate comments and like you know like touches her face and and um, this infuriates Tony Soprano. And if Tony Soprano, and then the, the Lupertazis got really mad at Tony Soprano and like started to hate him and started to like launch a war against him. And you think, man, that doesn't make any sense. Your your daughter gets assaulted. Your your daughter gets uh, abused, and and then they're mad at you. That doesn't make any sense. But that's only if you leave out the scene where Tony Soprano finds the guy who did it, pistol whips him, knocks his teeth out puts his head on the curb and curb stomps the back of his head. And I mean, you can say that was a legitimate reaction. You could say that that was, you know, an, an appropriate response to the, the insult he received, I guess, you know, seems a little, little over the top to me. But if you leave out the retribution that was exacted, then yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Your, your daughter gets, gets assaulted and suddenly they hate you. That doesn't make any sense, but if your daughter gets assaulted and then you curb stomp the guy and then they hate you, well, now the chain of events makes a little bit more sense. It's a little bit less than just diabolical, hysterical anger for no reason. So again, you can think that the response was warranted, but to leave it out of the narrative as you're retelling what's occurred over the last three weeks, a little bit dishonest, if you ask me. Now, this clip's been going around for a while. I saw it probably two weeks ago, like really early on in the, in the combat. I've never played it yet, but I think I need to because, again, we have so many people who just refuse to even attempt to empathize with the Palestinian people. I have no problem empathizing with the Israeli people. So, and that's not hard. It's not something to refuse to approach. It's not like saying, like, the Israelis were attacked in their homes in the middle of the night. 1,400 of them were killed. It's like, yeah, that was terrible. I'm totally with you on that. That was awful, and I, I would also want some sort of action after that. So why doesn't the other side also have some empathy for not just the way the Palestinians have been treated over the last three weeks, but been treated over the last 75 years or so? Now, this is not Gaza. This woman, Abby Martin, is on the Joe Rogan experience talking about her visit to the West Bank, Palestine, where Hamas doesn't exist and where the life of the Palestinians is a 
continual horror show. Just imagine, she just visits for like two weeks and listen to what she experiences in that brief time. Let's watch. Where he was talking about why Israel deserves to exist and stuff. After being there, man, holy sh**. I feel like people have no idea. What the, I didn't even know what the hell was going on until I went to Palestine and saw how crazy it was. But What man, is it like? Tell me, give me your thoughts on your So experience. everyone mistakenly thinks that Hamas like controls Palestine. That's not true at all. There's There's three different areas that were drawn up with the original partition. It's the West Bank, which is totally under military rule by israel and then there's the gaza strip which is like the open-air prison which they bomb the shit out of like every couple of years and hamas controls that area and then there's jerusalem which is an international city center um that both arabs and jews live in but the west bank has been occupied militarily since 1967 and it's complete martial law there's checkpoints all political parties are illegal you can't having a gun is like the least of it you can't hold a flag you can't belong to a political party you literally can't do if you're a palestinian you just have to sit there and submit um and if even if you share a photo of someone who was like killed by an israeli soldier you go to jail and you go to jail for the amount of like months that yeah based on the shares and likes of the photo they'll they'll penalize you more and put you in prison for longer and longer i mean i'll I'll just tell you you one story put a photo on social media like you put someone who died and they'll be like you're sharing a martyr and inciting people to like commit suicide like on behalf of palestinians you go to jail and and they put them in jail there's 99.7% conviction rate. Kids are tortured. Kids are in prison. It is absolutely insane. We went to the first day that we were there, we went to a funeral of some guy, some farmer who was shot by Israeli forces. And we went to the funeral. It was horrible. You know, all the women are wailing and crying. And as we're leaving, the Israeli forces had set up a checkpoint right outside of this dude's house and started tear gassing and shooting rubber bullets like at people who were simply attending the funeral just to punish people for attending the funeral. Um, we went to another girl's house named Aya, who's uh, who got shot in the vagina for peacefully protesting at some protest, and they, they shot, shot two. They shot they shot two hundred people that day. One guy next to her died. Another guy was paralyzed. They have a policy called "shoot to cripple," where they shoot guys in the dicks. Yeah, I mean, it is f-ing nuts, man. The West Bank is no joke. I thought that I was going to die several times. We were at this checkpoint going through Kalandia, and there was this old man walking, like, clearly drunk or something, and kind of, like, walking a little bit toward the checkpoint. They started shooting at him. Bullets are ricocheting off the thing. And I, I you know, my partner, Mike, who was an invading soldier of Iraq, was just like, we're going to die. Like, they're shooting this guy. There's bullets ricocheting. I, it was absolutely insane. And as we go through the checkpoint, the soldier's like, hey, stay safe out there. And I was like, yeah, when you guys are arbitrarily shooting people. And and the person who was driving us had just told us that a couple months prior to that, some woman, Palestinian woman, because you can't go to Jerusalem. Like, if you're Palestinian, there's like barely any Palestinians who are even allowed to go pray at the most holy site, the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. You can't go to the beach. You're just completely constricted in a prison. And you can't travel. And and he was just telling us that months before we went through this checkpoint, someone was going through the checkpoint because they got a permit to go into Jerusalem, which is like a lifetime golden ticket, like Willy Wonka. And they're walking and they get, and she just got executed. And then. What? Yeah, she just got executed and she was bleeding out at this checkpoint and her little brother tried to help her and they shot him too. And they're like hiding the video of this. And this is just a day. Because they f Palestinians and Palestinians are, are animals to these people. It's sick, man. It's sick. It's really, really sick, Joe. And I, I couldn't even get into Gaza. We were banned from going into this territory because I was told by the Israeli government that I was a propagandist and that I was like an enemy agent. And so I wasn't allowed to go into Gaza. So 
Gaza's hell, but the West Bank is in under martial law and everything's illegal and you can't. Old Joe Rogan interview of journalist Abby Martin describing life in Palestine resurfaces. Internet says this is messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It is pretty messed up. But, you know, it's uh, it's really just a little bit farther down the tyranny continuum than we are now. And you can see, you know, a lot of the ways that January 6th kind of uh, falls into this, right? Executing an unarmed woman, point-blank range, shooting her in the chest, and uh, people celebrating this and saying she deserves it because she's uh, an animal. She's a terrorist, so she doesn't you know, get the benefit of the doubt. Arresting people for posts online. We're not there yet, but uh, certainly getting close. I'm sure he's in jail because of the statements he made. How we can't have some sympathy for these people under this outrageous regime is, uh, well, I do. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, finish up our, our coverage of Israel here today. First, I want to give a shout out to um, Adam King. He sent me a video that he uploaded yesterday. Adam King show on band dot video. <laughs> it's got a funny title. The title is the Jew of Infowars speaks. The Jew of Infowars speaks Israel and Palestine. He actually had a very thorough breakdown. Well, I don't agree with him on everything. Of course, uh, he had some really interesting points that have stuck with me since I heard him. One is he's talking about uh, the failure of Netanyahu to uh, prevent the attack on October 7th. And it's basically like, He's like, look, it doesn't matter if we were in the, the biblical Israel under you know, a, a king of Judah or if we were in a democracy. If you open the gates to the enemy, that's treason. The punishment is death, <laughs> basically. And it's, it's, he's right. I mean, the, the failure of Israel to protect its citizens Again, it doesn't matter whether it was incompetence or deceit at a certain point. 
somebody needs to be held to account for this. I bring this up because um, Netanyahu in that statement that we played earlier even kind of references that. He's like, we, we have to figure out what happened on, January, or, uh, on October 7th. Uh, eventually, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. But uh, until then, you know, we, it's war. We got we to do war, and I'm in charge. And it's like, okay. All right. So it's your fault, but we can't hold you to account until we, we let you do the thing that you wanted to do as a result of the thing that you allowed to have happen. Okay, got it. I thought that was a, a good point. Amongst many good points that uh, Adam King makes. I'm have to have him on the war room uh, next week to discuss things. But shout out to him. And uh, if you want, go to band.video and uh, share that link. Check it out for yourself. It's a pretty long broadcast. And uh, two months worth of things he wanted to say that spilled out in his uh, first live stream. So uh, go to band.video to, to share all the links from Infowars.com. Band.video, and of course, go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us as Band.video is not just the home of the American Journal and the War Room, the Alex Jones Show, but so many great creators with a variety of takes on all different topics in the news. And all of that's brought to you entirely by InfoWarsStore.com. Go there now to get 60% off Brain Force Ultra, the liquid tincture version of our incredible nootropic formula. And I want to go back to uh, that video of Bibi Netanyahu. We, we won't play it again, but you heard it earlier in the show. Bibi Netanyahu saying, we are fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. It's kind of awkward because Isaiah prophesied Jesus coming, and uh, Isaiah 50 in particular is uh, not exactly well known in Israel for good reason. But it goes into this idea this concept this reality that we are ruled in many ways by a apocalyptic death cult that's formed from zionist judaism and evangelical christianity which you know people have really been convinced that like israel is the israel from the bible like the current israel that exists today is somehow the israel of the bible and you see video after video of uh, like churches praising the Israeli flag, like worshiping this this material manifestation of of political will. Like it's it's not godly. It's they're worshiping an earthly realm. It's disturbing to somebody who has an entirely different interpretation of the Bible and Jesus and the fulfillment of prophecy. A lot of things that are just off about all this. Do you know that they found Roman coins under the Wailing Wall? They did an excavation of the Wailing Wall and found that under the lowest stones were uh, Roman coins from after the age of the Second Temple. So it means the Wailing Wall is a Roman fort. It means it was built after the collapse of the Second Temple. Because if there was still a standing wall of the temple, that would mean that Jesus was wrong when he said that no stone will remain stacked on top of another, when he prophesied the destruction of the temple, which at the time seemed utterly ridiculous and would never happen and yet was fulfilled within a generation or two after his crucifixion. And so in a way, when you see American politicians going and and praying to that wailing wall, they're participating in a ceremony that is... 
at odds with statements and uh, reality of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. There, you know, it's like worshiping a, a Roman fort. These are like little things people don't know, but I think are important to understand. When you have so many people in this country who, again, treat Israel, the current manifestation of a nation state in the world with some sort of fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And this isn't just some random cultish belief that's held by some minority of people. This seems to be the standard belief of every politician that gets elected, which is very disturbing. This video came out recently. It says, if you want to understand American foreign policy, this is the single most important video you can watch. It's a journalist going around asking members of Congress what they think about Israel. And uh, personally, I find their answers deeply disturbing. Let's go down to clip number 10. Uh, we, we talked to uh, members of Congress about Israel and the U.S.'s relationship. All right, y'all go. The U.S. has an intrinsic interest in making sure that Israel not only receives our best prayers and offers of success, but our armaments, our money, and our ability to make sure that in a very dangerous reason, this democracy survives. There are some uh, biblical prophecies that say that control of, of Jerusalem by the Jews uh, is important for the second coming of, of Christ. This entire matter is based upon faith of our maker, of our creator, but it's also faith of a chosen people. The Democrats who have been campaigning to defund our law enforcement as their people, BLM and Antifa, riot and loot in the streets. How would you like to see the Capitol Police on there? government in Israel. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of the U.S. relationship with Israel? There have been two nations created to glorify God, Israel and the United States of America. I will bless both. I will honor both. I will do all I can to stand and defend them. Thank you, Congresswoman. Take care. Karen, do you have a quick second? Sure, man. Do you okay. think there's a role of uh, religious extremism here in the U.S. funding and shaping the, the conflict? I mean, there are a lot of folks who are part of the evangelical movement that want to support Israel. To support yeah, Israel. Yeah, and yeah. we don't really kind of see that that same kind of constituent group pushing the other way. Yeah, I wouldn't label the Baptist or the, uh, the evangelical community as extreme because I believe, feel like they're following the scripture and what the scripture says about Israel. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. I mean, they, they take it literal, and I'm one of those people. You know, there's some Christian Zionists that do believe in some of these biblical prophecies, and they're very controversial within, even within the Christian Zionist evangelical community. Yeah, and believing in Armageddon that there will be a final battle around Jerusalem, and that after that battle, you know, um, there's a judgment day, Jews will be killed or converted, Jesus will come back, there's going to be a rapture event. Um, what do you think about those kind of prophecies? I believe Jesus will come back, and I'm, and I'm going to be on his side. Now, it's one thing to think that Jesus is going to come back. It's another to engage in large-scale warfare on the assumption that you're helping him come back. That's exactly what we're doing now because people like 
the ones you just saw in the American government, been captured by this cult. It's also been going on for the last 20 plus years. I'll show you that on the other side. Gog and Megog. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, we're going to finish up here. Again, you know, I've I've heard the complaints where it's just like, we talk about anything else. It's been three weeks. It's freaking exhausting. But every day brings us that little baby step closer to World War III. You have uh, uh, Moscow hosting a Hamas delegation as well as uh, Iran's deputy FM foreign minister. As, of course, these are the uh, dividing lines that have been apparent since uh, before the Ukraine war even began when uh, the Syrian leadership of Bashar al-Assad realized that ISIS was allied with American-funded so-called rebel groups who were also uh, funded and and helped out by Israel. You know, ISIS has only attacked Israel like once, and and they apologized for it and said it was a mistake. And Israel uh, treats ISIS fighters in their hospital, forcing them back to the front. We are ISIS. We funded ISIS. We created ISIS. This was known all the way back in 2016 when it became a point of uh, contention during the presidential uh, candidacy of Donald Trump. We also have uh, this story from CNN. 900 U.S. troops have deployed or are deploying to the Middle East amid heightened tensions that in addition to the 12,000 souls on board the ships now awaiting orders off the coast of 
Israel in the Mediterranean. 900 troops deployed or are deploying amid heightened tensions. Oh, the tensions are heightening, folks. Just, just don't, don't ask questions about who's heightening them or why or, or what's happening. Just they're heightening. The tensions are heightening. <laughs> this sort of uh, objective phrasing makes it seem like this isn't the direct result of choices that are being made by us and our allies. Deploying these units would not be going to Israel, and they're intended to support regional deterrence efforts and further bolster U.S. force protection capabilities. It's ramping up, folks. Again, this is, this is a time that they'll be reading about in history books. And they'll be looking back and saying, why didn't they know what this was going to lead to? With the millions dead and the massive catastrophic effects of war – when Iran shuts down the ability of any Middle Eastern or Eastern country to ship oil and the American economy unprepared to make up for the shortfall once that happens. The unrelenting misery of shortages and scarcity and possible nuclear warfare. If humanity makes it out of this conflict, they'll be looking back and asking of us right now, why didn't they know? Why didn't they stop it? How could they not have seen this coming? That God Infowars is here on the air to tell you we do. We do see it coming. It is happening on purpose. The people doing this are doing it by design. The populations of, of Israel and America seem to be the only ones in the world who are contributing and in, in perpetuating this absolute conflagration that's coming. And so much of it is happening, as you just saw in that video, as some sort of misguided attempt to fulfill biblical prophecy. Which is so absurd. You need to read history, folks. You need to realize that people in the time of Jesus thought it was the end times. People 2,000 years ago thought it was the end times. People in the 500s thought it was the end times. People in the 600s and 700s and 1600s thought it was the end times. They were all wrong. What makes us so special? It's just like a feature of humanity. We think we're so important that it's us that are going to bring about the end times, which I don't even want to bring. Why would you want to bring that about? Jesus doesn't need our help, folks. God doesn't need our help. Israel doesn't even really need our help. They just need to stop doing what they're doing. This is not anything new. This goes all the way back to the first war in Iraq. You heard the speech from Netanyahu where not only did he say we're fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah, which has already been fulfilled by Jesus. They forgot that part. I love paying attention to Isaiah 60, but not Isaiah 50. That's a little bit uh, uncomfortable when it so clearly is talking about Jesus Christ. But clip number nine here is a video all the way back in 2003. This video is actually from about nine years ago, I think. But it's talking about an event in 2003 when George Bush thought his war in Iraq was going to be the fulfillment of prophecy and was again making decisions on that basis to the bafflement and confusion of our European counterparts. So let's go now to uh, clip number nine. Just remember, George W. Bush 
also got us into the catastrophic, unnecessary, hugely damaging, totally horrifying war in Iraq based in part on adherence to this apocalyptic death cult that seems to have American politicians firmly in its grasp. Let's watch. His latest book, 500 Days, Secrets and Lies in the Terror Wars. One of the most interesting um, accounts in your book is of uh, President Bush trying to persuade, then-President Bush trying to persuade uh, French President Jacques Chirac uh, to support U.S. military action in Iraq. You write that Bush said to Chirac, quote, Jacques, you and I share a common faith. You're Roman Catholic, I'm Methodist, but we are both Christians committed to the teachings of the Bible. We share one common Lord. Bush goes on to say, quote, Gog and Magog are at work in the Middle East. Biblical prophecies are being fulfilled. This confrontation is willed by God, who wants to use this conflict to erase his people's enemies before a new age begins, end quote. Can you elaborate on that? That was a very interesting day when I heard that. (laughs) Um, This was a phone call. uh, At that point, uh, Chirac had been uh, expressing a great deal of doubt about the intelligence that um, um, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. His doubts, obviously, were well-placed. And Bush was trying to get uh, a unified uh, you know, unified effort behind getting a resolution from the UN and then to for military action. And Chirac was um, not being particularly cooperative uh, for the very reason he didn't trust the intelligence. And so there's this phone call, and Bush is you know giving many reasons why um, uh, France should become part of it, why Chirac should be joining in. And he's not having a lot of success. And suddenly you shift into this religious conversation. And Chirac's response to this was, you know, he gets off the phone, and other people have been, you know, have been in on the call. And he looks at his staff and says, does anyone know what he was talking about? And they, um, the, uh, the, his administration, someone there reaches out to uh, an expert on the Bible in Switzerland. And this person, because it's like, what is Gog and Magog? And this person writes up a report for, uh, I, I, you just hear, I just say this and it's surreal. He writes a report for the French president explaining these biblical terms that were cited by the president of the United States in this national security conversation. And Gog and Magog are two, are from two books of the Bible, one the book of Ezekiel and one the book of Revelation. And it is, it's, it is central elements in, you know, the apocalyptic uh, uh, ar- you know, the Armageddon concept. And so Chirac's response when he reads this is, I'm dealing with a fanatic, and I'm not going to make, you know, national security decisions for France based on someone, you know, the president's interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, he wasn't right, was he? I mean, they didn't bring about the apocalypse then. But you, that's what you have to understand we're dealing with here. I mean, we're dealing with a, a almost wholly American phenomenon of Christians thinking that we have to go to war in the Middle East to fulfill some prophecy about the modern state of Israel, which has nothing to do with the Bible. It's completely asinine, honestly. 
And people genuinely believe this is like a traditional Christian belief. How could it be? Israel hasn't even existed until 1948. That would be the earliest possible time that this belief could have any foundation. So it is by necessity a newfangled sort of interpretation of biblical prophecy, which shouldn't even be the basis of geopolitical decisions anyway. Can't believe I'm having to say this. But look at what happened in the war in Iraq and, and ask yourself, was this, was this a prophecy being guided by God? Was, was George Bush acting on behalf of Jesus Christ? Or is this a deception that deceived him into starting a war that is currently deceiving us into starting another war with the same people in the same area for the same reasons to fulfill the same prophecy and will have the same devastating horrific, nonsensical, and bankrupting effect that the first Iraq war did. Stop doing this for the love of God. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith and we put our trust, we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us?